We are right smack in the middle of eclipse season, the first eclipse season of 2023, the first of two. There will be, there's two every year. And eclipse season is often called a portal, the, the groundwork that you lay in between two eclipses, they always happen two weeks apart, will set you up to be propelled out the other side, having made massive changes, transformation in your life. So right now is a good time to be considering how you want to intentionally step forward through this time. And this eclipse, even more than eclipses in general, this upcoming full moon lunar eclipse in Vishaka Nakshatra under the Vedic system um, is even more of a portal. We'll talk about the symbology of the Nakshatra and why this is even more of a portal time. It's where you might be feeling like at a crossroads, like you need to make a major decision and that will influence how you step forward after the eclipse time. So we'll talk about it. We'll talk about why astrologically that's happening at this eclipse. We'll also talk about yoga practices and journal prompts because that's what we do here at the Yogi Scopes podcast. Stick around to the end to get some journal prompts. We end every episode with journal prompts to help you better apply this to your individual life. So there's listening to the podcast and then there's embodying it through your yoga practice and journal prompts. And that's what a yogi scope is. It's a horoscope for yogis. Welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook, and I'm a Vedic astrologer and yoga teacher. If you didn't know that there is a difference between Vedic astrology and Western, I say this every episode, assuming there are new listeners. If you know this, bear with me. You're going to hear it a lot. Um, the Vedic system uses the sidereal zodiac. I have a whole blog post about it on my website. If you want to nerd out and go down that rabbit hole and learn about it, you can um, find it. And it, always in the show notes, I put my link in bio and it's linked there is the easiest way to find it. What is Vedic astrology? But you can also get your Vedic birth chart, which looks very different and will have different placements than your Western chart. You can get that. There's tons of free resources on my website mainly the birth chart decoder. If you want to get started, start there. Otherwise, jump in with us to hear about the upcoming full moon eclipse in Vishaka. So first of all, when's it happening is May 5th at 1.33 p.m. Eastern time. So I always give the Eastern time time zone if it might. So it might vary. And y'all know if you stick around, I'm not the one to be dogmatic. Like you can do your... Um, eclipse ritual or yoga practice if you like on that Friday, May 5th, we will be doing our eclipse practice, um, yogi scopes flow practice next week over the course of next week. So Monday and Wednesday, moon day meditations are free. We start with a short little gentle practice and then we'll do a meditation. So on Monday, um, I suppose that's May 1st. Yeah. Um, we'll do one, a meditation for the eclipse on the Wednesday. We'll do a yoga flow practice, like a vinyasa flow practice for the eclipse. You can do your eclipse practice whenever you want. Um, I think it's good. Listen to this podcast episode and let it be kind of bubbling in your awareness from now until the time of the eclipse. Um, so like I said, so you can step through this eclipse portal having made the changes you want to make internally or externally in your life, um, or, or laid the groundwork for that more. So I should say, so before we get too deep into the astrology, one housekeeping announcement, Mercury is still retrograde. 
we are running a Mercury Retrograde Challenge. It's in full swing. We're having a good time. It's not too late to sign up. So um, if you didn't sign up before the start of Mercury Retrograde, I just want to remind you that there's some sweet prizes on the line that there is still very much a good chance for you to win if you join now. Um, so top three uh, there's like a leaderboard for the, when you interact within the challenge, when you mark the challenge complete, when you comment on other people's posts, you get points and the top three points earners just from being engaged from, you get the most points for completing the challenge. So if interacting in the community is not your jam, um, I think it's fun. I think it's supportive and helpful, but maybe you're, I've had people join the challenge before that were like, oh, I want to use this time to be like away from technology. So I don't want to be posting in this group. It's not on social media. Um, it gets the most points. So there's still possibility that you could win either a place in the upcoming Astrology for Yogis course that will start after Mercury goes direct uh, towards the middle to the end of May. We'll actually start on the new moon in May or there immediately thereafter, which is like May 19th. So sign up isn't open for that yet. You can win a place to it by winning the Mercury Retrograde Challenge, but I also encourage you to get on the wait list um, that will be linked in the show notes so that you can get, there'll be like an extra bonus that only people on the wait list will get. Um, yeah. And you can find out more about it by going to the link. You can see like an outline of kind of the stuff we'll learn. Um, yeah. And the two runners up win free readings, hour long readings. So there was two readings on the line and a spot in the program. And if the first, the most winning is point winner where you're like, wait, I only want the reading. I'm not ready for a course right now. The winningest point winner gets to decide if they want that spot or a reading instead, and then it just gets passed to the second person they get to decide. So anyway, join us there. I'd love to have you. It's always a good time. I enjoy it. I love the community. Y'all are great. And it's, people tell me it's transformational. Even if you already have an established meditation practice, Mercury retrograde is like, we get off kilter, you know, meditating is probably the number one remedy I would suggest for Mercury retrograde. That's why I designed this challenge. Anyway, um, back to the eclipse. So there's something interesting about this eclipse. This happens sometimes. At, so y'all know I'm, I'm going to plug the astronomical side too, because I'm into that. Um, Rahu and Ketu are the nodes of the moon. That's what, that's their names in the Vedic system. They're um, Sanskrit names, if you will. There's a whole like mythology behind Rahu and Ketu. They're known as shadow planets. They're not physical bodies in space, but we treat them like planets as if they were physical bodies in space. They're mathematical points that move around. Um, and when the moon or the sun come together with them, that is what causes an eclipse. So basically, they're mathematical points, and there's a couple different ways to, like, different people use different methods of calculating where they are. There's debate about which one's right, whatever, that's not the point. Um, and so, some t most of the time, at an eclipse, the they won't be at the exact same degree as the sun and or moon. So the peak of the eclipse, the peak time that I give you is when the moon reaches the same degree of Libra that the sun is at in Aries. So that's how we decide the peak time of the eclipse, right? Is when they reach the same degree. Um, 
And so K2 is not at that exact same degree, which is typical, but what's interesting about this one, this eclipse, is that K2 is actually in a different nakshatra. And so I also have an article on my website about nakshatras. I'm not going to give you a whole lecture about nakshatras right now. They're basically just more specific than signs. If you're new to this, they function like signs. What is the function of signs or nakshatras? It's like if a planet is, you know, that's how we decide the meaning of the eclipse. We're like, this eclipse is happening in the sidereal sign of Libra um, in the nakshatra of Vishaka. But meanwhile, K2 is in Swati. So it's just interesting because usually they coincide. Like the last eclipse was in Aries and Rahu and the sun and moon were all in the same Nakshatra, so this time K2 is in a different one. That's not uncommon. I'm not trying to say that it's some magical big thing, but it's something to keep in mind, and I'll I'll explain it as we go. So we're going to talk about Vishaka since that's where the moon will be, but just keep in mind that K2 is not there. K2, there is, it's still in the same sign, um, but it's in a different nakshatra, so you'll see when we get there. So Vishaka nakshatra, where the moon will be at this eclipse, is its translation is the forked one or two branched is another way to translate this nakshatra's name. So like I was saying, okay, so let's talk about the symbol first too. The symbol is an archway, think like the, the arbor at a wedding, an archway with leaves specifically in a wedding ceremony. So picture these, these beautiful archways that people like to stand in front of at to say their vows and get married. They often are adorned with leaves. Um, that is one symbol for this nakshatra. Another symbol is a potter's wheel. Interesting. And then a third symbol sometimes associated with this nakshatra is a tree with branches. So we're going to talk about that symbology in how we decipher the, the meaning and how we apply that to our yoga practice and journal prompts at the end. Um, but remember, I said this is even more so than any other eclipse, a time to be like transformational, to step through a portal. So we always call, often astrologers call the eclipse season a portal or an eclipse portal. Like that's a common thing that you'll hear related to eclipses. And because they have to do with Rahu and Ketu, which are sometimes known as the karmic indicators in Vedic astrology, um, it's a time of karmic shifts. So I like to say either you're going to be aware of it and do your practice to work with the energy or you're not and you're just going to get thrown around and maybe keep um, going around that karmic loop like, like you're a tennis shoe in a dryer, you know, just getting beaten up, making all kinds of noise, right? Um, or you're going to do your practice and have your awareness and you might be able to kind of step out of that cycle and choose something different. So that's what you're here doing listening to this podcast, right? But you might know some people that are just getting beaten up like they're by their karma, right? Or maybe you have been that person in the past, right? So the idea is that eclipses, things are getting shaken up. The luminaries of the sun and moon are coming together with Rahu and Ketu and you can either step out of the cycle and choose something new, step through the portal, the archway, right? Choose a different path at the fork in the road, or you can keep going, right? So 
this is the time between the eclipses to kind of lay low and do your spiritual practice and consider what messages are coming through from either your subconscious, the universe, like whatever, um, about what intentional choice you need to make, right? What fork in the road do you feel like you're at and how can you intentionally just choose one, right? So that's kind of what this eclipse is about. And I want to say as a caveat with that, that it can seem scary sometimes maybe to choose a path or like, what if we choose the wrong one? Um, don't worry about it too much because, I don't know, we'll talk a little bit about shiny object syndrome and how that relates to Mercury retrograde and all of that. I just want to say a few more things about the symbology of this nakshatra so that it all makes sense when I get to the yoga practices and journal prompts. So the de- the ruling deity, these are all things that we look at to understand what any astrological energy is, is what the the archetype is made up of from the translation, the symbols, the planetary ruler, the ruling deity, all these things we look at. Um, And so Vishaka is ruled by two deities, Indra, who is known as the king of the gods, and Agni, the god of fire. So that will factor into our yoga practices, don't worry. Um, And the planetary ruler is Jupiter. And so remember, Jupiter just recently moved into Aries like last week and that's a big deal Saturn has been in Aquarius since the beginning of this year Jupiter made a big shift into Aries so we have some pretty big shifts going on this year you might start to feel now like you're a little bit settling into the energy like you're feeling the the shift and the difference and so we want to look forward from this eclipse and say how do we want to work with this new energy you might notice that some ways you used to do things are not working anymore. You might notice that in other people, um, the things that brought people th- like through the Saturn and Capricorn time, also known as COVID time, the pandemic, that all aligned with while Saturn was in Capricorn. And when Saturn briefly moved into Aquarius, we saw it ease a little bit. So things that were working during that time or during Jupiter and Pisces time or even Jupiter in Capricorn or Aquarius time, things that were working then might not work now, which is a good and a bad thing. You know, we always have to be changing and adaptable. Um, It might be the fresh start you've been needing. Um, But then you might also notice that some stories you've been telling yourself about what you can do or can't do um, or, or the way things work might also no longer be true. So that has to do with these Saturn and Jupiter transits. And this is our sort of final set of eclipses before we transition out of Rahu and K2 being in the signs they're in. So with that said, this eclipse season kind of marks the beginning of also in the greater wheel of the year, what do you want to accomplish this year? Like what big goal do you want to set in motion? And can you definitively decide, even if there's lots of things that you want to do, can you definitively decide something? Just choose a path and stick with it at this eclipse. That's what it's time for. Um, And so I say that because, so that come from saying that the planetary ruler of Vishaka is Jupiter. We just had Jupiter move into a new sign of Aries, um, which is actually, so it's with Rahu 
opposite of this eclipse on the same axis this eclipse is happening. And so in an Ayurvedic sense, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're heading into summer. We're heading into Pitta season, the time to um, like do whatever it is you're going to do. Plant the crops, nurture the crops, grow the crops, right? In, in a, a farming sense, but in your life, like what are the crops? Like what are you hoping to harvest by the time the next eclipses roll around, Jupiter goes retrograde this fall, and we move into Vata season. So that's how the Ayurveda and astrology kind of pair together, if that makes sense. Like we're at a time where it's time to decide, plant the seeds, you know, decide how you're going to nurture them over the next six months and what you're hoping to harvest from that, right? Um, so the idea is with this nakshatra, once you have chosen the fork in the road that you're going to take, chosen the path, then this nakshatra, this eclipse, whatever, can give you the the focus and determination, the dharana, the single-pointed focus, to pursue that path and just be on that path and, and just decide that it was the right one and there's no turning back, there's no going back and trying to choose a different path. So I don't say that to like scare you or make this sound heavier than it is. It's actually reminding me of a quote and I should have looked it up because I thought of it before I started recording and looked up exactly what the quote was, who said it, but it's something to the effect of when you stand at the bottom of the mountain and look up, all you might see are things blocking your path, like how will I ever get there to the top? But then once you get to the top, you look back down and you see that there, there were a bunch of different paths that would have taken you to the same place. And so in, in, in a sense related to like your dharma or your life path, you don't need to worry about it too much because as long as you keep doing the next right thing in front of you um, that makes the most sense at the time, don't worry about it too much. Just try to do what seems right within your current awareness and just keep doing that over and over. You're going to get around the obstacles. You might choose a different path than you originally thought you would have, but you're still going to reach that peak of the mountain, which is the top of your life path, right? Like your dharma. If you just keep doing the next right thing, which is some some folks interpret dharma to just mean the next right thing or just, just doing right, choosing a, uh, a life of righteousness without thinking about too much like what are the particulars? Just keep doing the next right thing in front of you. Keep putting one foot in front of the other up that path um, and not turning around and getting too much in the weeds of like, is this right? Is this really it? Right? You're going to get there. And that's what this eclipse is kind of about. Just choose a path and walk down it. Walk down it with determination and focus um, and don't toil over going backwards or choosing a different path. Right? So that's kind of the idea. Um, and with a little flavor of delayed gratification comes with this nakshatra too, knowing that you're at the bottom of the mountain, right? Like you got to get to the top. You got to, you know, maybe stop and take breaks, get around some stuff, but basically just choose a path and follow it and cultivate that sense of ambition and patience related to like Agni, a balanced Agni. Well, is is third chakra, right? The Agni is at your third chakra, this balanced expression of having ambition, but not being, you know, explosive or burning yourself out on the path, like stop and take a water break if you need, 
you know, stop and look at the scenery halfway up, do some plant identification. I don't know. I also lead hikes. Like, you know, that's what I do. And I take a break, um, leading yoga hikes here in Asheville. Um, yeah. So, so I hope that makes sense with this nakshatra. But one other thing I wanted to point out, because I mentioned K2 is in Swati and without giving you the whole rundown on Swati, like I talked about for Vishaka and all the symbols and stuff of Swati, what you need to know about Swati is it's a single blade of grass. So it's rooted, but it has the ability to sway. And so let's think about the overlap between K2 and Swati because there often is. So nakshatras that occupy the same sign get at least some of their meaning from the sign itself. And so Swati is totally within the sign of Libra. Vishaka actually bridges Scorpio and Libra, but the moon will be on the Libra side. Um, so, so if you think about it, the single blade of grass that's rooted, when trees first start growing, so Swati can also be symbolized by like a baby plant. Um, so if you think about just like a little baby tree, Okay, so switching gears to a different analogy related to this, the symbolism of this nakshatra. So we talk about the fork in the road and just choosing a path and going, putting your head down and staying on that path. Whichever path you want to take to the top of the mountain, right? Now think about a baby tree. And so if, or a baby plant, if you were going to harvest something, you know, at the next eclipse cycle or... Um, by the time Jupiter goes retrograde, like at Vata season, at the end of this growing season that we're at the beginning of right now here, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, which to be fair is where the major astrological uh, systems of the world originated. So they kind of like the symbols and stuff kind of parallel the seasons in the North Northern Hemisphere. I've never lived in the Southern Hemisphere, so I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know how to interpret it to be more relevant to y'all's seasons. Um, cause you're, you're experiencing the opposite seasonally. It's a time of like turning inwards and, and being with the earth and, and pausing. So here in the Northern hemisphere, it parallels well with the astrology. I just want to get that, that caveat. So if you were to plant a little baby plant, like your little Swati baby plant, um, or your tree, if you think about that also, when I, I want to encourage you not to worry too much about which path you choose or which plant you decide to nurture, um, how can you nurture that plant, that baby tree, so that the roots and trunk become so very strong and you can worry about the other branches later? So if you're worried about making a decision that's the wrong one or choosing a path that's the wrong one, so you can remember on this path of Dharma, just keep doing the next right thing that's in front of you. You'll get there eventually and you'll get to the same place eventually. Or with the baby tree, what can you choose between decisions that might be branches of the same tree? And what, in what way can you lay the groundwork now at this eclipse time to nurture that tree later so that you can eventually let it grow its branches that might be the other paths or decisions you're, you're deciding between. So I hope all that like analogy and metaphor makes sense. I hope it's helpful. And we'll do a meditation related to that on moon day, somebody actually brought to my attention, thank you, um, that somewhere along the line, the like option for it to be free was removed. So it used to be free and or donation based. And somehow the checkbox of like, I don't want to pay 
was gone since when I set it up and, and when this person told me. And that's been like over a year. So thank you for telling me. I have no idea when that happened, but it's fixed now so that if you want to check the box, you can come for free for real. Before it was just like a dollar was the minimum donation. So sorry if even that felt cost prohibitive. If you sign up, you get the, the replay automatically sent to you. And it's about the link is valid for 48 hours. You can download it and have it forever. Anytime in that link, I just can't keep it in my cloud forever unless you join the membership because that's where I pay for storage, not on Zoom. Anyway, just talking really fast. Mercury retrograde in Aries. I, it might make you feel like fast talking. It is me a little bit. And I hope my meaning's not um, misconstrued. So anyway, if if I hope all of that was helpful, that meaning and metaphor making of what this eclipse means. Um, if you feel like you're at a crossroads, now is the time to kind of sort it out. But what I'm urging you to do is just decide, just do the next right thing in front of you. Just pick a path. As one of my dear friends used to say, pick your roller coaster and ride it. Just like ride the shit out of that roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like get on it. There's no getting off once you're on. I hope I've made enough analogies that, that really make this clear. Now is the time to like stick a fork in the ground choose the path, nurture the tree, try not to get caught up in shiny object syndrome, which is what Mercury retrograde is probably wanting you to do, especially in Aries. We have all this Aries energy, this energy of newness. As I've been talking about on the last couple podcast episodes, um, April has largely been a time of like sparks flying in this whole fire analogy um, May is more like the hot coals. So hopefully the sparks flew, you, you lit your flame. And in May, I'm going to do a separate, I've just already planned the May, um, outlook episode. So, so you'll hear about that on the May outlook episode, which will come out next to be an outlook for the whole month of May. But May will be the time to really, you know, put your head down and, and do the thing. Keep the fire burning, nurture the tree, walk on the path, whatever analogy tickles your fancy. Um, now is the time to kind of lay low and do your spiritual practice and sort through and just decide, right? So now that leads us nicely into our um, yoga practices and journal prompts. So just to, to clarify, I always like to kind of summarize. Um, you might feel like you're at a, a crossroads, at a need to make a decision, especially maybe related to where Libra is in your chart, which we'll go over that in the, the membership sign by sign will be coming out in plenty of time before the eclipse. Um, if you need help sorting through where Libra is in your chart or eclipses are also good times to just get a reading. If you're like working with a lot of big decisions and you need somebody to bounce it off of, or there is a chart check-in next week in the membership. Oh, I meant to say that in my housekeeping. So you get access to that chart check-in in the Mercury retrograde challenge. So if you've already signed up for the challenge, you'll see it in the meetup section, just like with where everything else is. Um, all the other events we've had for the challenge, you'll see it there. You, you can come and you can ask questions. Think of it like a mini reading. So if you want to sign up for the challenge just to come to that, you're welcome to, right? Um, or the, the challenge is also kind of like a membership trial. If you, you know, you get access to like most of the membership stuff, except for the sign by signs and some other things. Um, anyway, just to recap, you might feel like you're at a crossroads and if you have trouble figuring out 
what that crossroads is related to. Those were the resources I was just talking about. But I suspect that you know. You know, like I suspect that you do somewhere in in your being, you know. Um, and how can you just choose something? Pick your roller coaster and ride it. Get on that path and walk it. Put your head down and have ambition and patience, balanced Agni, um, and and keep those hot coals going for that delayed gratification. Um, and so with that said, just to recap all of the energies, what this eclipse is kind of like for, um, you might do a fire ceremony. To So there are a bunch of ways you can do a fire ceremony. I don't know. You could Google it. But if you just want to do like a little one, please like have fire safety. If you're in a really dry place, maybe don't play with fire. I don't know. Um, I'm not telling you to like do something crazy, have a fire extinguisher handy, but you might have a safe fire. Maybe not like a candle on your desk with no fire extinguisher. Kind of write down what you want to release or the decision that you're, you know, if you're choosing between say two things, the two major life paths, like choose one and do a ceremony at this eclipse because it is a full moon. So it's, it's time for releasing, right? Choose the path you want to walk on and do the fire ceremony for the things that you're you're saying no to, to say yes to that path, right? So you might write it down on a piece of paper and burn it. Um, you could also um, just do that more metaphorically, if that makes sense, right? Like there are other ways you could have a fire ceremony. You could also just connect to your third chakra, your Agni, um, and there are several ways to do that via yoga practices. That's part of what we'll be doing next week in the Yogi Scopes Flow um, on the third, I believe, whatever the Wednesday is um, of next week. And so overall, yoga practices for this eclipse are second and third chakra work. Um, and so third chakra because Agni, right? It's the ruling deity for this nakshatra. But second chakra because Libra is ruled by Venus, and Libra governs over like the pelvis and lower abdomen area, second chakra area. Um, so that space between the second and third chakra, especially you might focus on that in your asana practice. That's, you know, how you would in an asana in a postural sense work with the second and third chakra. But in a metaphorical sense, what are you trying to create or birth, right? This is another metaphor for what are you hoping to grow this year? And how can you just Nurture it. Just do it. Choose something and do it so that you're not spreading your energy too thin, right? That brahmacharya, don't spread your creative, potent energy too thin. Choose something and dedicate your life force to it, right? Um, so yeah, so what, or sorry, what, uh, journal prompts, starting to read the journal prompts, what, um, or your journal prompts to work with this are what areas of my life do I want to expand and grow in? So it might have something to do with the Libra area of your chart, the chart decoder that's always linked in the show notes. It also pops up on any page of my website. It's kind of annoying, but it's helpful. So if you've already got it, it's annoying. If it's not annoying, it's helpful. Or I mean, if you haven't gotten it, it's helpful. To get the chart decoder, it's free. So you can figure out for yourself what house that is. You can spend some time with Dr. Google. That's like level one DIY to figure out your chart and where this where this eclipse might be affecting you individually. Level two would be join the membership and join the chart check-in next week or join the eclipse or the, the mercury retrograde challenge because you can come to that one chart check-in 
or submit a question in advance if you can't make it live. Level three would be just to get a reading. So if you're having trouble figuring it out or sorting through it, those are your three levels of like DIY to figure it out or, or levels of help to figure it out. Um, so what area of your life do you want to expand and grow in? And two, what patterns or beliefs do I need to let go of in order to achieve my goals? So that's kind of what the eclipse is about. Like spend the time figuring out ways you've been standing in your own way or having shiny object syndrome or do you have some limiting belief where you're maybe actually a little bit scared of success? That's more common. We're often more com more commonly afraid of success than we are of failure. We're like, oh, what about my life has to change about the way I show up or whatever if if I do this big transformation like something you got to change to change right so that's scary sometimes so you might work through that what beliefs or patterns do I need to let go of in order to walk this new path or grow this new thing right um, and what actions can I take to attract more abundance and prosperity into my life because this nakshatra also does have a really strong connection to abundance this nakshatra wants to bestow success on you so if I could sum everything up, choose, spend the time the, the time of the eclipse looking at what ways you're standing in your own way and make a decision. Just, you know, lay the fork in the ground, whatever. Like, I, that's not a saying, but like, you know, put your foot down, make a decision and walk that path, grow that tree, birth that whatever. Use the time of the eclipse to look at what ways you're standing in your own way um, and what needs to change. And if you do, once you do, you will reach that goal. You will reach that path, have that ambition, patience, sense of delayed gratification, and good luck to you. I wish you the best of luck. I'm here to support you in whatever way you need. I Hopefully I've kind of described the resources well over the course of the episode. I'd love to see you either in the Mercury Retrograde Challenge. It's not too late to sign up. That's linked in the show notes, yogiscopes.com slash clarity. The waitlist for the Astrology for Yogis program. If you're ready to learn this stuff in depth, learn Vedic Astrology in depth, yogiscopes.com slash A-F-Y dash waitlist, also linked in the show notes. Um, yeah, so good luck. I'd love to see you in practice next week or yeah, I'd love to hear from you. And I hope that this eclipse brings you through the portal that you've been hoping to walk through. And remember until next time to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars and stay in the light.